What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 84. Nate Burgess and Kenyon Clark here with you. Today we're going to talk through an article in North American Whitetail called More Than Miles, and then we'll get an update from Nate on what he's got going on, some stuff we've talked about a little bit, and when we're going to start shooting some videos for that, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got planned coming up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, episode 84, we'll get into all that and probably a little bit more. But first, don't forget, if you guys want to support the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. You can also support your deer herd at the same time by going to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com. Grandpa Ray Outdoors specializes in providing the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant food, so no matter what you're looking for, uh, whether that be fall or spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, uh, whatever it is, they've got it. They've got over 14 different food plot blends to choose from, as a matter of fact. So again, you're not having any trouble finding what you're looking for no matter what it is. Grandpa Ray Outdoors was started in 2015, but John O'Brien up there has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991. They're not just about selling their products, though. They're not about a fancy label or package either. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. They're going to answer any questions you have about what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. Like us, John and his team don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They're going to treat you and your situation individually. We've used their seeds on our own properties, on client properties, all over the whitetail range uh, in the past, and we continue to do so, and the results have always been and continue to be as good as advertised. That's why we're going to keep using their seed, and that's why we partnered with them on the podcast in the first place. So again, go check them out at GrandpaRayOutdoors.com. Use the discount code RHOPODCAST to get 5% off your entire order. Again, that's RHOPODCAST, all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off everything in your first order at GrandpaRayOutdoors.com. Also, don't forget about Rodney Hawkins. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, maybe you've got a piece of ground that you want to get listed on the market so you can upgrade. Maybe you're downgrading. Rodney's going to be the guy to talk to no matter what your situation. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois, so he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022 alone. With agents like Rodney all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. Right now, they've got products from Radix, uh, whether it be blinds or blind chairs. They've got an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust. They've got burner self-defense weapons. He's got Tacticam trail cameras, and he's all the time adding new stuff. So uh, if you're interested in anything they have to offer, you can send them a message to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. You can email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com, or again, you can call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Don't forget to check out our social media, Ridge Hunter Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a Facebook group, RHO Podcast Patrons, where you guys can go and get updated information on the podcast, like this week when it's coming out late. Uh, I put a message on there earlier, um, like on Monday or Tuesday, I think, so you guys would know that the podcast was still coming out this week and to expect it, even though it wasn't on the normal Monday. Now, we'll also put the guests that we have coming up so you guys can ask them questions uh, through there, and we'll ask them on the podcast. Any questions you guys have that you'd like covered on the podcast or suggestions for episodes, we take those there too. So it's just a little bit more uh, content and a little bit more access to uh, what you want to hear on the podcast and making suggestions and stuff. So go check that out. It's RHO Podcast Patrons if you're on Facebook also, our own website is ridgehunteroutdoors.com. If you find anything on there you like, uh, of course, the podcast is on there as well. Um, our Ridge Hunter scents are on there. We have some apparel, anything like that, our food plot blend. If you like it, if you want to try it out, use the discount code RHOPOD. That's all caps, no space, and you get 10% off anything in your order there at ridgehunteroutdoors.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you follow us, leave us a review. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a bunch. On YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like, and comment on any of the videos. That helps us out as well. And we're going to have more stuff coming up there all the time, especially as we get closer to the fall. So without further ado, we're going to get into episode number 84. This is the Rich Hunter Outdoors Podcast. I'm probably going to end up reading through most of this, and then we'll kind of talk about... I want to get your thoughts on it, because I, like I was talking about before, we'll talk about 
a trip that I don't think we have we talked about it on the podcast officially. Okay, we'll get into that. Back on your uh, pre post TV days. Mm-hmm. Back, oh. back when you were big time. Mid, during, yes. Right in the middle of being big time. I believe so. All right, we'll get into that too. But then, like I said, the article is called More Than Miles. I believe it's by Haynes Shelton, who's the editor at North American Whitetail, because I don't see any other names on this page. It's just not where it normally is. I don't want the deal is on that. Anyway, he says, A few nights ago, I pulled in my pickup, pulled my pickup into the driveway around 2.30 a.m., kicked the brake on, and turned the ignition off. My dad and I were returning from a turkey hunt for Miriam's Gobblers in northeastern Wyoming with our friend Ralph Dampman at Trophy Ridge Outfitters, and we were successful both tagging out beautiful toms in some gorgeous, rugged country. So he says they tagged out, and then we spent the next couple days driving 1,400 miles up, down, and all around Montana, taking in the views and continuing our turkey tour. If you've been to Wyoming, Montana, the Dakotas, or any western state like them, you know how easy it is to drive 1,400 miles in a few days' time. It's some huge country, huge, huge as in gigantic. Still, I was impressed by the amount of ground we covered. Usually, if I drive over 1,000 miles, I've gone from the east coast to somewhere in the Midwest or the deep south. Rarely do I drive that much once I've arrived at my destination. The length of the drive spurred some questions. How many miles have I covered this year? What about during the last deer season or since I've worked here at North American Whitetail? So that's kind of the... I guess genesis of the article was he was trying to figure out how many miles he actually traveled. And I was kind of thinking about that too, just in the first, uh, this will be actually sometime this month will be the third anniversary of officially Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Mm -hmm. So trying to figure out all the miles that we've drove mm -hmm. just for that. And I, I should go back and look at my notes cause I got them from every year. Uh, I need to catch up on this year's probably, but it's not as many as him. I'll get into that. <laughs> he said the stats I came up with surprised me. The frequent flyer program I'm enrolled in at my airline of choice says I've flown about 43,000 miles since September 2022. Ooh. If we call that an average, I've flown roughly 344,000 miles since I've started at NAW in 2015. But I don't always fly. Honestly, I drive about as often. That statement is backed by the 32,000 miles I added to my hunting truck's odometer during that same time frame. Again, since last season was a normal amount of travel for me, let's multiply that. By the eight seasons I've been on the road for North American Whitetail, it equates to 256,000 miles driven. That's approximately 600,000 miles traveled since 2015. My goodness. Yeah, we definitely, I, I have definitely not done that much. <laughs> thousands, yes, easy. I mean, tens of thousands, sure. But 600,000 mm -hmm. in Man. a seven-year span Man. or something. But anyway, that's, that's only part of what he was talking about in the article because he goes on. He says, what am I doing that demands travel so much, you ask? Well, the bulk of my travel is to hunt and manage wildlife lands, mostly on camera for NAWTV. Additionally, my colleagues and I attend a handful of public hunting shows as well as industry trade shows. Some folks would read my travel log and ask, man, you've traveled all those miles. How many deer or turkeys or fill-in-the-blank have you killed? And the next, what's the biggest one you've taken? But that's not what matters in those miles, not for me anyhow. The number or the size of the animals we take isn't as important as the experience we have or as the memories we make. That's true if you traverse a million miles to hunt or do it in your backyard. From my miles traveled, I cherish the animals I've taken and encountered, of course, but more so I'm thankful for what else the miles have given me, including time shared with family in new places, countless sunrises and sets in the wild, lands, incredible encounters with some of God's greatest creations, ones furred, feather scaled, and everything else. Certainly for all the lands I've walked, the waters I've crossed, and the air I've breathed. The miles have taken me down peaceful dirt roads, hectic interstates, small towns, huge cities, mom-and-pop diners, and fancy restaurants. The miles introduced me to many once-new faces that became familiar ones, initiated many handshakes, and brought on lots of laughs and some harder times. All those miles have shown me that there are people in this world who live in drastically different places than I do, yet live in such similar lives with similar values. So just remember, no matter how much or how little you travel, it's more than the miles that matters. It's everything in between. So I thought that was a kind of a cool little article. Obviously, there's more to it. I skip around in it like I do everything else. But it's a pretty short one-pager. Um, if you pick up the magazine, you can read the blanks that I left out. But it got me to thinking about all the trips that 
collectively as a group, and obviously it's just me and you today, but have taken either hunting or even together on the few shows we've been to, mm-hmm. and then I know all the shows that you used to go to, mm-hmm. um, and just all the hunting trips that the stories a lot of times don't necessarily have to do with the animal you shot or almost shot or got on or whatever. A lot of times it's the actual getting there or getting back or something goofy that happened, yep. you know, like potentially on the border or something like that. Yes. But that <clears throat> I thought that was a interesting article and definitely seems to be true for me on most of my trips. Yes. Um I think uh I think the shows that I had went to uh probably we had the best stories from. Mm-hmm. Um gosh, the first time we ever went to Iowa, I don't even know when. I was in I would have been in high school, I guess. Would would have been Four or five years ago? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, what th- that's what I thought. Um, at least 12 years. It's been at least 12 years. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I was driving. Mom Mom had uh, the biggest SUV uh, of anybody at the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was going to go. And I was like, well, I'll drive and we'll pull the trailer, you know. Um, so we drove up there. Northern Missouri, we got into a snowstorm. Uh, well, to start off the trip, uh, we got busted at a red light in... Uh, uh, oh, what was that town? Wentzville, Missouri. Uh, busted red light. I guess the trailer broke the barrier, um, you know, for the red light. Yeah. Uh, at an intersection. Lit, lit up the intersection. I mean, like daylight. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Cameras went off everywhere, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, what was that? And so you were almost through it and the trailer caught it? Uh, that's what I think. Okay. Did not have trailer brakes on the Yukon. So we couldn't have trailer brakes on the trailer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the light was turning, and I was like, I don't think I'll be able to get it shut down. Because it was, a, I think it was in, I don't know, I think it was a 16-foot enclosed trailer, two-axle. Yeah. I mean, it was plenty big. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, just for what we had, and it was plenty big for what we was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but I, and it was, I was headed downhill, too, so I didn't think I'd get shut down. <laughs> right. And I was like, we're not close enough, it's going to matter anyway. Uh, but I think the trailer broke it. Obviously, something broke it. Yeah. You know. Um, but they got our, uh, they got our picture, you know, and uh, got a letter from them saying they want a hundred bucks. A couple weeks later, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the Yukon was in Dad's name, and Dad had already passed away. And Mom's like, I'm thinking about just leaving it. Mm-hmm. She's like, Good luck collecting your money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> That's what Mom's original thought was. Yeah. Um, but she wrote him a little letter. Uh, she said, I will never come to Winsville, Missouri, ever. You know, because <laughs> yeah. this is stupid. Yeah. Um, and uh, I believe Mom did write him a letter, uh, but sent him a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't care well, about Mom's it, letter yeah. at all. They won. You know, they won. They threw that in the trash and cashed the check. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure they get hate mail all the time. Oh yeah. With their money. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Northern Missouri. We got up there, snowstorm, just following a snowplow. It was like two in the morning. You know. Yeah. Uh, we finally got into Des Moines there though, and uh, I remember there was a. I just remembered there was a guy had flipped his car over uh, mm-hmm. on the interstate as we was coming in there, and he's just standing next to it, and it's, I mean, it's sitting on its roof, and um, we pulled up there, and we're like, hey, you okay? And he's like, yeah, help me flip this over. I need to go. And we're like, nah, I don't think we can do that. And he's like, nah, there's four of you guys plus me. We'll get it flipped over. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't think we can do that. And he's like, well, I need to get out of here. And um, <laughs> and uh, so then he tried coming with us. Why like, are you in such a hurry? <laughs> and we're like, no, nah, you can't come with us either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I don't think he wanted anybody in a uniform to know. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. it seemed like one of them deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we're like, sorry, man, we want to make sure you're okay. But uh, it's kind of out of our hands. Mm-hmm. So he, t- he took off walking. He wasn't going to stay. Um, but gosh, we we had a lot of fun going to those shows, mm-hmm. um, and I've just been to two shows with you now, um, Iowa both times. But mm-hmm. I had a blast both times. You mm-hmm. know, like it's so much fun. It is, you know. And even if it's the same shows, there's always something different. Yeah. Even if not there on the trip, there and back, like certain officers in certain towns that we won't mention yeah. their name, stuff like that, like what you're talking about, yeah, or getting busted on cameras and and whatnot. Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, their printers run out of paper. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing he was a Boy Scout. He was a Boy Scout. He, he didn't find much humor in that, did he? He didn't. I thought it was funny. Yep. But he was like, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that one didn't land. Yeah. 
Yep. He said, we were just almost really lucky then, weren't we? Yeah. I said, that was almost convenient. Almost convenient. That's what you said, yeah. And he just paused for uh, maybe half a second. And he said, yep, almost. <laughs> yep, almost. His little buddy came. Yep, bailed him out. Uh-huh. Brought him some paper. Yeah. That was at like 11.30 that night, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On our way to the first hotel. Yep. What was the name of that place? What was, what was that town? Was it to start with a P? I can't. I can't remember. I don't. No, that's where we stayed. Pella is where we stayed. Pella is where we stayed. Uh, this is in Missouri. Yeah. I know it wasn't Hannibal. No, it was north of Hannibal. I don't remember off the top of my head. I got the mm. ticket. I could look at it. It was right across the river from Quincy, Illinois. Uh huh. Um, yeah, up there in that part of the world where the highway patrol doesn't have much sense of humor. Palmyra. Palmyra. That was it. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, I knew that. Because they got a S and N store up there. Yep, is the first is the first what looks to be Major Little Bird, north of Hannibal. And that was just perfect timing when we met him that there was a turnaround right there. Yeah, it, it all lined up in his favor. It did, and yeah, it did. <laughs> I was gonna make another comment, but I'll leave it out. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I had my map pulled up there to see how far it was to the bear camp that we went to, mm-hmm. and that was in. That was between my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know it at the time, but I had a torn ACL. Um, I knew that knee hurt. I knew it had been backwards. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to go video that bear hunt. Yeah. So that's all there was to that. Yep. <laughs> I went. That uh, was up in Canada. Canada, southwestern Manitoba. Mm-hmm. A little place called Minnetonis. Um, I think is how you said it. Yeah. It's pretty close to a place called Swan River and not very far at all from Saskatchewan. Yeah. It was in, uh, I'd call it extreme western and southwestern Manitoba. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's the trip that came to my mind first when I read that mm -hmm. article. Because the story you told heading up there and coming back, mostly coming back. Yep. But you guys went up there for... That was Team Harvest Days? Team Harvest Days. To um, do a bear hunt. Yep. Who was doing the hunting? Uh, so so I was only involved because one guy that was going to go video, just to video, um, he backed out like two or three weeks early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even have a passport. Um, I was 17. Yeah, I was 17. We kind of found some loopholes to where I thought I could make it through both ways, you know, not being 18 yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this was just a, f- uh, this was a while after nine eleven, so things were fairly strict. Right. Um, but uh, but we really thought it was going to work, and I had no intentions of leaving the country before this, you know. Right. And um, I knew I couldn't get a passport in that time, so anyway, I had a whole bunch of documentation that they said, yeah, you should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked to the post office or some people who were supposed to be smarter than us about these things. They probably had no um, idea either. I mean, I'd never even left the county at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the people we talked to. You didn't to, have to yeah. have anything more than a half tank of gas to get anywhere you were going. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's in my three-wheeler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. You didn't really even need a driver's license. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you're probably right. The people we talked to, what do they care? It, didn't, it wasn't going to matter to them. No, they didn't care. They just, <laughs> yeah, like, watch this. <laughs> yep. Um, so that one guy, he wasn't able to go. And so they was like, hey, you want to go? And so I... We finally decided I could. Um, uh, uh, Matt, he was one of the main hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, his cousin, uh, who wanted to go, and Matt had already killed a huge bear a couple of years before in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had met this guy, uh, the guide, at a show. I think that's how they found him. Would he him. been about your age at that time? Who's that? Matt? He'd have probably been older than me. Slightly? Barely, Yeah. I suppose he would have been barely. Yeah. I'm guessing he would have been mid-30s. Mm-hmm. That's probably right. Nah, probably not. He probably would have been my age right now. Oh, you're talking 12, 15 years this, ago? This is 12 years ago. 12 years yeah. ago? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what he is now, but I would think this, that'd this be about would have the been, right This range. would have been 13 years ago right now. We went in June. Yeah. It, June, it would have been June of 2010. Yeah. We went. So, anyway... Um. Uh, so Matt, Matt was young, fantastic shape, mm-hmm. athletic, you know, um, uh, he had a cousin that was pretty much like him. 
um, uh, those guys, I mean, they were ready to go. Uh, we went with, with another guy. Um, he actually, I believe, owns a very successful aero company now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then me. Uh, so the four of us, those three three guys were hunting. Um, but uh, Matt, his cousin, I can't remember his name, and then Randy, the other mm-hmm. guy. Um but yeah, uh, three super cool dudes. Um, and then I was, like I said, a junior, getting ready to be a senior in high school. Um, had nothing to lose out of all, this whole thing, except right. for maybe not getting to come back into this country. Uh, but I was super excited. I was going to get to go see a, a bear hunt. At that know? time, you could have found something to do in Canada. I mean, they seem like decent people. Yeah. Um, they didn't have sweet tea. I was pretty upset about that. Mm-hmm. And they acted like sweet tea was strange. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, you said 21 hours, I think, to get there. Yeah. My phone says 21 hours and 20 minutes. And you guys um, drove it all from here. Yeah. Um, left here. They took off, uh, I don't know, I think it took us, I think it took us 23 hours total. Yeah. Um, cause like when you get out, when you got up there, uh, of course, like in Canada, uh, you could run like 120, I think. Really? kilometers an hour <laughs> right i don't i don't even know what it figures to yeah but like the first sign i th- i saw is like holy smokes you can fly up here that's awesome <laughs> yeah they're like it's kilometers it still figures up to like i don't know 63 60. or yeah. something <laughs> you know something like that um but uh i don't i tote with all my clothes blew out of the back of the truck um when we were going down the highway up there and like it exploded you yeah. know so like all my hunting clothes went flying all over the place, and I was like, "That's cool." We went back and picked them up. Jammed Did you them. get all of them? I don't know. They were camo. <laughs> we couldn't see them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, um, picked them up, jammed them down in the cracks in the back of the truck, you mm-hmm. know, and amongst other stuff. Um, no major hitches going up there. I don't think you get up there in their state parks, and you got to like crawl. It's a highway, but you got to like crawl. Seriously, yeah. you had to slow down like thirty. Because I guess a moose could, like, run out in front of you at any time. But it was really good roads. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you could have you could have went faster than that. Yeah, hitting a moose wouldn't exactly be like hitting a deer. No, but, like, they, they had shoulders. Like, you could you could see them coming. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're just going to pop out. Bam, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got up there, super cool hunt. Uh, the first night, one of those guides, um, he took us out there, uh, and they called it the bush. Um, he took us out there in the bush, and uh, he said, you're going to be sitting on the ground. And I'm thinking, all right, like, that's kind of crazy. Like, sitting out here with bears on the ground, you know. Yeah, bear and, hunting uh, on the ground. And then with a bow, I assume? Yeah, it was yeah. all archery, yeah. Um, gosh, I can't think of that guy's name. He was Matt's cousin that I videoed the first night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I'd never seen a bear outside the zoo. Right. You know? um, yeah. And got up there and the guy's like i'm gonna be going to a bait pile a couple a bait site a couple miles away to see if i can see anything good over there you know mm-hmm. and i'm thinking you ain't even gonna sit here with us like i'm sitting here and i got a camera mm-hmm. i suppose i got a club with this tripod you know <laughs> yeah. um and i got a chair a lot of good that's gonna do you yeah um and uh and this other guy that i've not known except for about a day now mm-hmm. um he's got a bow and we're gonna be sitting here and he's like you're about 25 yards off the bait and, um, so yeah, we sat there and they, man, they dumped this, uh, they would feed those things, anything like expired cake frosting. Anything ex- with sugar, right? Yeah. Um, they had to have a bunch of diabetic bears had to, Yeah, those things had to have like no. awful, you know, if they had any age to them, they had to be horrible diabetics. <laughs> they're out there taking insulin shots. Out there in a coma and they wake up like four days later and like, man, I got to go back and get some more yeah. of that stuff. <laughs> uh, did they have grizzlies up there? No, these were, these were black bears. Um, they didn't have any grizzlies, though. I I don't know. Okay. I don't well, know. I knew you were hunting black bears, but... Yep. Um, I, don't, I don't think they did. If they did, they didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. I well, don't know. That's probably smart. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, got out there, and I don't know. They had squirrels. These things were messing around. They'd climb all over them barrels. Um, mm-hmm. They had barrels so you could judge how big the bear needed to be. You know, Right. They're like, if he's much bigger than the barrel, like, shoot him for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but they said, you want it to be about so big. And they had one barrel standing up, one barrel laying down. So you could really gauge. Mm-hmm. Um, he dumped that bait off at them barrels. And, uh, uh, like, he said, as soon as I leave, there's going to be cubs come running in to eat this stuff. And you could still hear him on the four-wheeler, and here come these cubs running in. And, like, he dumped out a bunch of cake frosting that first night. And, mm-hmm. like, 
those things had pink frosting smeared all over their face, and they were licking each other, yep. and they had handfuls of it, and they were just eating it. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then there was this really pretty cinnamon bear came in, and we couldn't decide exactly how big it is. We couldn't decide if it was a sow or a boar. Um, and I think his name was Michael. Um, okay. I think I think, and Michael passed him. And then it came back in. He's like, Man, if not, we'll go with Michael anyway. That's right. Yeah. Um, he comes back in a little later, and he's like, man, I really want to shoot this bear. It's an awesome color, and it doesn't look super small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, right on, man, or whatever. And he's getting ready to shoot, and then it left again. Mm-hmm. And finally, it came back in again later on. He's like, I'm shooting it. He shot it. Um, it ended up being like a, I don't know, about a 200-pound sow, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like It was a decent-sized bear. I, I'd have been super happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um um, now, does it matter if you shoot a sow or a boar? No, I mean the guys you want can you to shoot either. The one. guys want you to shoot a boar, but you, you it's legal to shoot either. It's one. legal. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like all the things they told us to look for, like we thought it matched, you know, and and the guide wasn't upset with us for shooting yeah. that one. Um, uh, he said he's like, yeah, that one. He said it wasn't. It's not super cut and dry the way this one is built. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a cinnamon, a really pretty cinnamon. Um, so first night he's tagged out. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who, I think it went with Randy the next day. Horrible story on that. This was, uh, this was tape cameras. Yeah. Um, I recorded over the shot, um, trying to, trying to play back all that, uh, awful, stupid, horrible. I should have immediately changed tapes, you know, yeah. but like, like you gotta, I, I think you could even hear him like draw back, you know, mm-hmm. like you can hear him draw back and then all of a sudden it's just gone. It just cuts to it's dark <laughs> and there's lights and everything. And I was like, wow, uh, uh, I came, uh, it says it's 1,386 miles from here up there. Yeah. We came almost 1,400 miles and this idiot recorded over this poor guy's shot, you know, like, yeah. So, and you had it though. I mean, it, everything was in frame and it was all good. Oh yeah. It was good video. Yeah. It you was, just got rid of it. Yeah. It was on a, it was a camera on a tw- tripod at 25 yards, yeah. you know, like it was good video. <laughs> it really was gone. This is bonehead right here. Uh, I bet they were proud of you for that one, weren't they? Very. Yeah. yeah. If they'd have been paying me, mm-hmm. I bet they wouldn't have paid. <laughs> Not for very long after that, they wouldn't so have been paying like, you. What can you guys do? You just have to take me back. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. You know. Um, and then uh, then Matt got his bear the next day. He shot a chocolate the next day, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat with Randy a day or two. And Randy's like, I want to kill a big bear. And we knew there was. They had pictures of big bears up there mm-hmm. consistently. Um, and those things were so quiet coming in and out, you know. Um and uh, that one day, the day that Randy killed his, he said, "We're going to sit all day. You know, um, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen." And finally, sometime there in the late afternoon, early evening, of course, you can, yeah, we'd been, we were there forever. It's um, never like eight o'clock when you say you're going to sit all day. That's right. Yeah, um, you could hear brush breaking, and he's like, "It must be a moose." Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because they, they told us you could see one, because those bears were so quiet. Yeah, and there was this big boar came in. Um, and he wouldn't come into the bait. Um, I got decent video of him. I did not record over it. <laughs> but it wasn't great video because he would not come into the bait. Mm-hmm. He wanted to come into the site, but he wouldn't actually come in and come in there. Um, and he kept looking at us. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, we weren't moving, you know. Um, and Randy shot him uh, across the bait pile. He, I want to say he was close to 40, mm-hmm. 35, 40. He was always out there. Randy shot him, uh, made a good shot. Uh, you heard him do the death moan thing a lot of times. Them things will do that death moan, you know. Um, but uh, uh, we waited for the guy to go find him because he was a, he did look like a big bear. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up being I think three forty, three fifty. Um, and when the guides were skinning him out, they got all excited and they said, "Oh, this is the one that such and such shot last year. We never found." And he did have a big scarred up. Um, area on both of his front shoulders mm-hmm. uh just in fr- if i remember right just in front of the front legs um uh and you could see a i mean definitely a broadhead hole yeah and um he had the scars on his hide from that too and they said that's the one such and such shot last year they said we estimated him to be 400 pounds last year and he shot him at this bait site if if i'm remembering all this right mm-hmm. if i'm remembering all this right um they said uh, no one's gonna know any different that's true. <laughs> um, if I'm telling this story wrong, uh, it's my he fault. He was 750 guys. pounds. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think he weighed 340, but I thought they said they estimated him to be 400 the year before. Um, and somebody shot him at that bait site, and they never found him. Um, so they hit him They hit him bad, mm-hmm. um, and they just didn't get him. Uh, but 
if I got shot somewhere, I think I would be real hesitant going back to that place myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I know why that bear didn't want to commit. <laughs> yeah. And he kept looking up at us. You know, you know now that the more I think about it, uh, of course, I had Matt in school. Mm-hmm. The first deer I shot at the cabin that I didn't find was the like 140s eight. Mm-hmm. And I showed, I had, he had been keeping up with it. Cause every time, every weekend, like every Monday I'd come in and say, Hey, I saw him again this weekend or I mm-hmm. got video of him. Mm-hmm. And then I shot him and told him, and he told me the story of the guy of a guy that shot a bear and it came back and somebody else killed it. Whoever mm-hmm. this was killed it. I, it, I'd assume it would be the same one. It could be a different one, but anyway, yeah. it'd yeah. be, it makes sense if that was the same story he was talking about. Cause yeah. I was like, I don't know if he's going to be back. We didn't find him. I don't think I killed him. Yeah. And he told me that. But that could yep. have been the same one he was talking about, now that I think about it. Yep, this bear. Um, uh, and Randy killed him, and they, they said, we didn't know if he'd make it or not. You know, of course, them guys didn't know mm-hmm. where he was hit. Um, but they, they were excited. They said he was a big bear last year. They said it, it must have took a whole lot out of him to survive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the winter and everything. Um, yeah, and that's understandable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if I remember right, he weighed he weighed three forty on the hoof, uh, on the on the paw. What do you call it? Live weight. Uh, yeah, we'll go live weight. Live weight on uh, the paw. On the paw. I don't know. Um, but but that was a lot of fun. And that bear, like that bear, was a lot different than any of those other bears that came in. He didn't care. You know, yeah. he came in there. He was breaking brush and everything. All those other ones that they were telling us were probably uh, one hundred and fifty to two hundred pounds. You know, they'd come in real quiet. Mm-hmm. you really wouldn't hear them if they didn't want you to. They'd get up there and they'd bang around on the barrels, you know, when they were. Right. Them cubs would get inside them barrels, you know, and they'd pop back out and they'd just be covered in cake batter or whatever, you know. He probably thought he'd been shot once already. What's the worst that could happen? That's right. He's like noise, yeah. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, he wouldn't commit to that bait site. He wouldn't commit. Yeah, I don't I'm like you. I don't think I would either. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that was my hunt, or my uh, the hunt I got to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, them guys coming back in the U.S., them guys was, eh, they did not believe me. Um, they split me off from them other guys, and they said, what are you doing? You left the country, you ain't got a passport. At the border. This is the yeah, border control the border, guys. Coming back, yeah, the U.S. guys. I was like, man, this is a last-minute deal. There's some, you know, somewhat leniency if you're not 18, best mm-hmm. we can tell. Um, I'd really like to go back home, you know, like, I don't know. They split me up. They uh, they asked me a lot of questions. They didn't want me to talk to them other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they split us up. And then finally, after a while, they're like, "All right, you can go." Yeah, you of know. course. To them, here's this 17 year old kid that's mm-hmm. with three other people that he's not related to. Yeah, none of us got the last name. Right. The same last name. Yep. You and know. you have um, probably yeah. very poor documentation in their eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> look at me. Look at how dumb I look. <laughs> yeah, Imagine right. how dumb I looked at 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, they. Uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> they were very skeptical. They didn't have much sense of humor either, huh? Yeah. Uh, the Canadians are like, come in, spend your money. Right. We don't care. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Don't kill anybody. No one's smuggling <laughs> anybody into Canada, let's be honest. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're not fighting. They're not exactly fighting to get up there to Manitoba. Yep. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out if I'd have flown to, from Canada to Mexico, I could have just walked across at any point. Yeah, time. you should have. That's <laughs> what you should have done. Uh, try the south end of this deal. Uh-huh. As long as you're a decent swimmer, you've been <laughs> fine. Um, but, yeah, they uh, they were very skeptical and hesitant. Uh, but after a while, they were like, all right, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they searched the truck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they took me inside. They put me and got me away from the other guys. They're like, so hey, you have your own little room to yourself? I can't even remember. I yeah. just remember being split off from them, you know. And they're like, they're saying, like, don't tell them. Just simply answer their questions. Just mm-hmm. simply answer their questions, you know, um, as uh, as to the point as possible, mm-hmm. you know. Just listen to me. I get to rambling, telling all kinds of stupid stuff. <laughs> In yeah. other words, don't waste my time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't tell him any more than he needs to know. <laughs> yeah. And answer the question that he asks. This is what the guys you were with were telling you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are kind of coaching me, you know, mm-hmm. like, don't say anything dumb. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's what I'm really good at. I say <laughs> <Yeah>. dumb stuff. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, we're smuggling. I mean, we're coming back from a hunting trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they said to tell you that that's bear blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean there's blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You're going to see some hair in this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they said to tell you it's bear hair. I mean, it is bear hair. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone sideways in a hurry. Yep. Uh, 
that was my only time out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, they did let me come home. Um, mom said if they call me and they're like, you know, we is he really yours? She's gonna say, nah, he's cost me a lot of money. You can, just keep, <laughs> you can him. keep him. <laughs> yep, you can go up there and be a guide for the bear hunters. That's right. You can be the guy that dumps out the gummy bears and the cake batter or cake mix. That's right. I forgot to say they did feed him gummy bears. Yeah, and surprisingly, they there was a color that they wouldn't eat. There really? was a color of gummy bears that they wouldn't eat. They'd like push them off to the side. Um, oh. And they they said that they thought that it looked like a berry that the bears wouldn't eat. I was going to say, I wonder if they associated it with something else. Yeah, something else that they couldn't eat up there or something. It's interesting. Yep. You know that they had bears that had diabetes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Had the scours, just something awful. <laughs> yeah. But, man, they like whatever happened in them barrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd walk away and have withdrawals about the same time the next day. They got to come yeah. back. Uh-huh. I mean, sugar crash. That's what sent them into hibernation. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> the cold weather. It was the sugar. Yep. It's a coma. Yeah, you mentioned that about that bear losing that weight or whatever. I don't remember which Friday episode it was, but a few ago, I was talking about, like, the antler growth stuff. I don't know if you heard it, but this one deer that they called Cooter, of all things, uh, had been bit by a snake, like a venomous, I think it might have been a rattlesnake. Hmm. And How did they know? At three and a half. Well, they had pictures of it, and it's it was a pinned deer. Like, it was a... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it, this... Rattlesnake venom or whatever just ate the flesh off the hind quarter mm-hmm. of this buck. And so I think that happened when he was at two and a half, maybe. Or, yeah. And they thought he was going to die. And he came back the next year and he was 100 inches at three and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And he kept healing into his healing process. And then at four and a half, he jumped to 180. Holy cow. Because I guess his body was still used to trying to overcompensate for that mag, like that huge mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally healed, everything that his body was producing extra or that he was eating extra went to his antlers. Because mm-hmm. then the next year at five and a half, he was back down to 130. Wow. Yeah. That just made me think of that when you're talking about that bear. Because obviously an injury is going to take it out of him for a year. But I just thought it was interesting that, like in that case, his body was still trying to make up for the injury. Mm-hmm. And when it wasn't there anymore, it went, they figure it went to his antlers. So he would jumped 80 inches and then went back down to where he probably should have been at 130. Man. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And they had, I mean, they had a documented pictures and everything of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. And I suppose his leg somewhat healed up. Yeah. I mean, by the end of it, it looked pretty much normal. Really? By five and a half or whatever. Yeah. But when it, for like that first year, they thought it was going to die. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just looked pitiful. Yeah. Like just flesh hanging off and yeah. eating it away to nothing. And it made it. I don't know if it would have in the wild, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess it's somewhat in the wild that got bit by a rattlesnake, but yeah, it was a farm deer of some sort that they were using for research. Mm-hmm. That just made me think of that. I don't remember. There was a Friday episode I talked about it, but uh, yeah, I'd, with the injuries and stuff, I mean, it makes sense that they wouldn't have the, uh, the same the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, which is what happens to their antlers and stuff with the deer. But, yeah, that bear being the same one, that would make a lot of sense, I guess, why he was 380 instead of – how big is a big bear? Man, I a don't know. big black bear. I mean, I think – 450, uh, 400 pounds? I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where you could say if you got a bear that weighs 400 pounds, that'd be like shooting a 140-inch buck. Right. I, I don't know where that is. There's got to be a correlation, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think I'd heard one guy say one time that if you shot an elk that was 340, that'd be like shooting a, shooting a whitetail that'd be like 150. Yeah, I could probably see that. And I obviously it would depend on where you're at, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because you hear those guys a lot of times talking about 360 being like, that's trophy bull. Mm-hmm. 360s and up. Yeah. Um because I, I talked to a guy that was, uh, he was going uh, archery elk hunting out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Colorado. I don't know. Probably. But he uh, he said, yeah, if we get. It wasn't we, Brandon, was it? No. Okay. Um, He said, yeah, if we get a 340, we'd be tickled. Yeah. You know. I'd be tickled a lot less than that. I don't know if you ever saw Rodney's elk or not. Mm-mm. But it was just over 200, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I would have been happy with it. It was a 5x5, five five, I think. Mm-hmm. Or 5 by I think it was 5x5. Five Yeah, but he he went out there on a rifle hunt 
and he was practiced up to like three, four hundred yards or whatever as a rifle, mm-hmm. and he ended up shooting the thing at sixty yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with yeah. his three hundred. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. That's another one of those deals too, though. He's been out there a couple times, and there's another guy that's a deer customer that goes out there and hunts. And they'll tell the story, like, if they kill one, you know, but then they've always got other stories, going back to what we were talking about, mm-hmm. that made the trip just... I'll have to tell you about a specific instance on Rodney's that I don't want to say on here. Yep. It was a, a fixture. Don't leave it that. Don't let me forget that. Nice. But, but yeah, there's all, just all kinds of little stuff like that makes the trips worth it. And like he said, even if it's, you know, in your backyard or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always something, it seems mm-hmm. like. If you get out there and you do it enough, you're going to have those those stories of the deer that you didn't, maybe not even once you killed. Like Dad and Jeff talk about that old doe blowing at Jeff all the time. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. The matriarch. Yes. <laughs> the one that will find him no matter what. Yep. But speaking of being in your backyard, which is obviously where we hunt a lot, mm-hmm. and where you hunt a lot, kind of your backyard. Yep. You were telling me you got the offset disc out there? Yep. Borrowed the neighbor's stump disc. Because, well, let's back up, because I think the last time I'd talked about it on here, and the last time I'd talked to you, you had it sprayed, but you hadn't yep. done anything else to it yet. Yep. Um, like everything in my life, nothing <laughs> happens near as fast. Uh, of everything in my life that I plan solely, mm-hmm. nothing happens as fast or as easily as I ever think it should. Mm-hmm. Um, I should just be used to that by now <laughs> and not give myself any false hopes in my timelines in my head. Um, so yeah, I had, uh, I think seven acres total. No, it had been close to 10 acres total. Yeah. I'd been close to 10 acres total. Um, three acres, four acres, and then maybe, uh, maybe a big two acres, um, three different patches there. Uh, the two big pat, two bigger patches I was going to put corn in, uh, Turns out it's too late to plant corn now because they not, say I <laughs> got anything done. That's what they say. Um, I mean, I think I'd probably still be okay if I did it like today. You know, um, I think it'd still be okay for my purposes. Um, yeah, you're not gonna get. It's not like you're trying to get 200 bushel corn. You no. might get some corn on it. No, um, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, I hope I still have a chance with beans. Um, but uh, which I do. I know I do. Oh yeah. Um, well, you could plant those in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I hope to get that done still yet, but I, uh, of course I had sprayed it. I uh, spent the money on the chemical. Um, I want to salvage something out of it, uh, mm-hmm. but this is old sod. This is old CRP, you know, um, stuff that I'm trying to get broke up here. Uh, and in that small patch, um, it's between two and three acres. I know it's not bigger than three acres. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been hay for quite a while, uh, but we're going to abandon that. Um, uh, it's, uh. It's a difficult patch to get to back there for mm-hmm. what it is, um, and it's not very good anymore anyway. Yeah, not some, really worth the headache. No, no. Um, so anyway, um, I borrowed the neighbor's big disc, uh, regular disc, and that sod was so heavy um, and so thick it wouldn't even come out of the back gang of that regular disc. Mm-hmm. Um, it all. I mean, the front end was cutting it okay. Um, I left the wings up so it would cut it deeper, you know, because um, if you had the wings, if you unfolded the disc... It just right on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't do anything. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah, I forgot to turn that off. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, that disc, it wouldn't do nothing. Um, I mean, it just cut little scratches in the ground, you know, so I'd leave the wings up so it'd really cut, and it did good. Mm-hmm. But it looked like it looked like I had a pile of cinder blocks in front of the back gang back there because it just wouldn't go out the back. Mm-hmm. They were plugging up. Um, so anyway, um, abandoned that and then barred an offset disc from the neighbor. Uh, and it was doing good. It was it was cutting and and flipping all that like stuff talk, over. Wood. Yeah, but holy cow! I done the first round um, on the on the worst patch, and then the second time over it was. I mean, it was like driving over cinder blocks at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but we were. I was winning. Mm-hmm. Um, got everything turned over, turned under. You know, um, all that sod work turned under. Decent. Least. Yeah. I mean, Most I, of it. I've got uh, everything's clumps, the size of a. Uh, baseball to a volleyball it feels like out there um but i mean i i'm winning i believe now i can get the get the other disc you know that i started with mm-hmm. um and i can scratch around out there and probably do some good uh especially while this rain that we're getting right now yeah i'd say that'll help a bunch i should melt it down some you know mm-hmm. um and i can scratch around out there and i'll probably need to run the cultivar over it before i plant it 
honestly, to try to, to try to flatten all that out and get a, a better. Yeah, get a little better seed bed there for you. Yeah, to plant into. Yeah, because um, there's a bunch of vegetation, but it was all dead mm-hmm. um, in those patches. Now the other patch I didn't get as good of a kill on. It was taller. Yeah. Um, it get it gets full sun. Um, and it, it was it was the healthiest stand up uh, fescue out there. You know, mm-hmm. um, which is horrible to try to do anything with. Yeah, it definitely is. But anyway, I need to run that offset desk through it, because um, what I, what I got out there right now, where I I worked well over half of it that one day, tried to, with that regular disc. Yeah. And every round, at least one point, uh, or every pass, at least one point, I had it I had it ball up. So it looks like there's a bunch of foxholes out there from the war. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like where the guy dug his hole. Yeah, bunkers dug out there. Yeah, he dug his hole, and then, of course, he used his dirt mound for protection, uh-huh. you know. Um, and that's what it looks like out there, you know. I mean, you can play paintball out there if you wanted to, and it'd be <laughs> yeah. a heck of a time, yeah. you know, because there's just mounds everywhere. you got plenty of cover. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's awful. Um, what am I going to do with that? How am I going to get them knocked back down, you know? Yeah. I probably ought to take the loader out there and knock them down physically. Probably could, Try to yeah. drag them around. Yeah. Um, and then finish working that with that offset disc, and then hit it again with the with the regular disc. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully in the next two weeks I can get all this done. All this stuff done. Uh, the neighbor did use a planter the other day. Um, yeah, he uh, he did plant some. Go ahead and plant a little bit of corn uh, a while back. Um, planter worked good, so that's good. Um, so that's where I'm at with all that. Yeah, that's uh, there at that new plot at the cabin. I had it all. Well, when I went in there with the skid loader, mm-hmm. I had it all rutted up because it was wet when I did that, mm-hmm. and I about buried the thing a few times. Mm-hmm. Borderline did bury it once or twice, but. I had that just a mess. Unfortunately for me, since it was still kind of wet enough, I went in there with the disc and ran over all of it just several times. Mm-hmm. And it evened out good just with that little disc I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's not a very big area. And again, it had dried out a little bit, and it was hard in places. There were some good chunks of dirt. Mm-hmm. But I went out there and chunked it. Uh, well, I ran the disc over it. And then went out there and chunked it again, or chunked it, ran the disc over it again, and then planted it. I think I, ran, I worked it twice. But it worked that stuff down in those ruts and stuff. I mean, it, it's pretty flat now between that and the rain. So mm-hmm. I'd say like you're talking to after working it, like you did the other day, after that rain will help it out a bunch. Yeah. but And, uh, I mean, once uh, the one patch in my lifetime I don't ever remember it being turned over. Mm-hmm. The other patch... It had to back whenever it was put into hay, but I can't remember it. And then that third patch, the patch that's the full sun, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad used to have a food plot out there. He'd plant either sunflowers for doves, and we'd shoot doves out there yep. when I was a kid, and that was a blast. Mm-hmm. Or he'd plant milo. We got to where he's planting milo out there. Um, and, man, they love that milo right there, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I remember that as a kid. And he didn't do the whole patch. He right. only did an acre of it, and I got about four. Yeah. He might have done an acre and a half, yeah. But I got about four acres right there that I'd been doing, mm-hmm. um, or that I'd tried to mess with, uh, half or a half of an acre next to a, a good tree stand spot. There will be green, mm-hmm. um, but then the main food out there will be you know the beans at this point, yeah. Um, and both of these places, corn was not. I had the corn for free, mm-hmm. so I was going to put corn in there. But both of these places, the one has corn. That one patch has corn on three sides of it, yeah. um, so beans would be much better there. Yeah, and then the other place has corn right next to it on one side. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, beans beans would be my it'd be better. There gonna be many beans around you this year? No, so that'd yeah. be good too. Correct, and I'll you'll be on the right rotation then. Correct. Yeah, next year I can do corn or Milo, um, yeah. and I'd be I'd just be better off. Yeah, um, I think that the stand of Milo. Well, I'm going to check it today or tonight mm-hmm. if I get out there in time. And then Jeff's, of course, turned out a lot better in his corn, but we talked about that mm-hmm. Sunday. And then we talked about it on the podcast, too, what we think happened there. But, I mean, so far, even as dry as it's been, it looks like we got good stands of Milo. Yeah, we. I think that rain came just when it had to for anything to, to work out this year. Yep. I haven't checked that plot, like I said, since the last rain, so I'm excited to see it. And I put buckwheat down, so I want to mm-hmm. see if it's getting started yet or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it will or not. It got a little bit of rain shortly after I planted it, but then it didn't get a big rain till here, what, last weekend? This past yeah. weekend or something? Yeah. That Friday night? Mm-hmm. Thurs- so. Thursday, 
No, you guys missed it on Thursday, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. You guys missed that Thursday. We got we got it Friday because that's uh, when we were supposed to be in Fairfield that night, mm-hmm. I believe. Saturday. 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 That's right, Saturday. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited to see what that looks like. But, yeah, we need to get out there when you do that again and get some videos done. Yep. Um, that way the people can see it. Yep. At this point, well, if you want to see some of the plots, you can go back and watch the videos from last year. We did do a couple out there. Mm-hmm. But um, and these are all going to be in new areas. Mm-hmm. Um, these are none of the ones from last year. Um, but yeah, I do need to. I do need a video. I thought about taking some pictures yesterday, mm-hmm. but I was in a big hurry. And that disc, you can't be in a hurry. No, with it. <laughs> no, that thing is not very big. Um, I thought it was bigger than it was. How wide is it? I don't know. Not S- wide enough. Smaller than the tractor. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I was pulling it with a that that tractor I was pulling it with is really wide. I mean, yeah. for it, it's got like a super wide front end. Um, uh, I don't know. Is that the neighbors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got, I had the cab tractor. And mm-hmm. That was all right. That's the way to go this yeah. time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still got plenty warm, uh, from the sun shining in there. Oh yeah. Uh, I still got a little bit of red on my arms and my head, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I was cool in there jamming the whole time. That's where it's at. Um, but yeah, that, I'm going to say that disc was, if it was eight foot, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah it takes a while. Oh man. Well, that one, I got six and a half foot. Yep. So I do, I can do about, if it works okay, an acre every 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. I think I was about an acre an hour last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, about, if I'm lucky. that's, that's cutting it. Not quite in half, but close. Mm-hmm. So make a pass and then turn around and come back. Part of the disc is in that pass. That's that way I get it twice. And I don't have to come back around. Oh, okay. I see. So. Yeah. My first uh, my first round over everything, I was running 4.2 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Second round, I had to slow her down to about 3.6 because um, it was just beating that tar out of me. Yeah, now then, when that's happening, it's a different story. I can't yep. do anywhere close to an acre an hour probably. Because yep. I've done some of those too where – Guys that I've done work for have went in and mowed it in the springtime mm-hmm. and just rutted it all up to heck. Ooh. Yeah. And then spraying it on the four-wheel is rough enough, let alone, mm-hmm. and it's not nearly as bad as being on that tractor. Mm-hmm. We built a rack for the sprayer on the tractor, and I went and sprayed a field like that that they'd rutted up in the springtime. It was awful. Yep. The sprayer was, we had to strap down to that rack. It was mm-hmm. bouncing off of there. <laughs> I was about to bounce off the tractor getting mad because I'm, yep. <laughs> this thing's flinging me around like nothing. Yep. Yeah, it's just, that's just not a good time. No. But you make a lot of difference if you know, if you uh, know what you're doing when you're mowing or sometimes you got to do it when you got to do it. But, yep. But then, like you, you had to do what you had to do there. Yep. And this is going to be the most painful time for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Every year from now on, it's going to be a lot better, too. Oh, yeah. Anytime I mess with this, it's going to work up a lot better because mm-hmm. I'm getting rid of this sod. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm confident I'll have to work it two more times with a disc, you know, maybe more mm-hmm. um, to get it to get it down where I really need it to be. Yeah. If I expect to have anything with it, you right. know. Right. I mean, I could go out there and, and be dumb, and I could plant it right now. <laughs> yeah. But it'd just be being dumb. Yep. You know. What do you um, think that dirt's like? Uh, what do you mean? As far as your, uh, nutrients and all that. Oh, very poor. pH. Very poor. No, not good at all. You can try spraying anything on it? Um, I should. Yeah. I should, but, uh, time right now. That's true. Um, uh, oh yeah, I I know I would need lime. at the very least, when you go in and spray your, are you going to spray your beans probably, you think? Should. You Uh, can go in with that plot max and that. Over uh, over the top stuff. Clover fuel. Yep. The plot max is for your pH, and then the clover fuel is just potash, so yeah, it'll help the beans shoot up too. Yeah, that's what we did at Jeff's last year, and actually noticed a big difference after we sprayed it. Yeah, one, you're getting rid of the weed competition with the chemical. Yeah, but then that stuff gives it an extra shot in the arm. Yep. Um, yeah, I, if it's possible to give them steroids, I need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> give them every chance they got. Yep. A lot of times that's the way to go too. I think on uh, especially like a food plot mm-hmm. first year. With the way fertilizer prices are, mm-hmm. and they're not as bad as they were a couple of years ago, but they're still it's still not cheap. Yeah. So if you can get that liquid stuff and put on there and just make it through, mm-hmm. and then you can little by little put fertilizer down on it. Yep. Which I did put a lot of lime down this year actually 
Pell line that I bought last year on that new plot mm-hmm. uh, and a couple others. And then, like, I put some nitrogen on that Milo mm-hmm. last two weeks ago or last week or something. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Gosh, I'm I'm sure I need lime on everything. Mm-hmm. Because um, I got... I don't know what sitting in grass like that will do to it mm-hmm. for that long, you know. I probably yeah. should know that, but I'm sure you could look it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that affects it, it completely. Yeah. Uh, was there, it, it was just grass, right? There's no clover or anything in there at mm, all? No. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that hilltop was that viney stuff. Yeah, that what we talked about before. We, we come up with Japanese honeysuckle. Yeah. That's what we called it. Yep. Um, yeah, It that first time I run that disc over it, it was so thick out there in one one good spot. Mm-hmm. Probably half an acre. It was so thick out there, the disc wouldn't even run through it. Um, it wrote it, on top it, it of cut it. all the stuff on top. But it wasn't stout enough to cut all that and the dirt. Yeah. You know, so then the second time over it. Right. He finally started working it under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's like carpet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to cut that stuff. Just, even if it's dead sometimes. Yep. And just useless, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's not good for anything. Nope. Um, yeah, I had, uh, of course, it's been mowed every year, but there were some stobs out there. And I'd be looking at that dirt. I was turning it over, and I was cutting, uh, I was cutting autumn olive stop mm-hmm. you know and i'd see roots in there as big as a half dollar mm-hmm. you know that i was cutting through there and i was just tickled yeah turn all you suckers over get rid of all of those you can absolutely yep. or you'll end up like what i that mess i got over there i've never it. seen any more mature autumn olives than what you got over there yeah i'd like to kill every one of those things yep you're I slowly did. working on it i am i got rid of a quarter another quarter acre of them this year yep i'm up to a half acre of them gone yeah on 10 acres so percentage-wise that ain't bad Yep, but uh, so that's uh, kind of where we're at, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still need to cut trees down in that woods. Yeah, I still need to open that up. Yeah, I suppose I still got time to do that. I suppose I can do it at any time. I would think so. Um, for what I'm trying to do, I ain't. I don't. I don't expect any of them to hinge. You're gonna miss some of the growing season at this point, but yep, there's still some left. Yep. and even the fall, you'll get some. I think mm-hmm. just the sunlight hitting the ground. Yeah, if not new stuff, at least what's there will get more sunlight and grow up taller. I mm-hmm. would think. And at this point, I got leaves on all the trees. I'd have, I'd have a lot of, yeah. uh, um, what do you call it, horizontal um, breaks up, you know, it breaks up their vision. Oh um, yeah, it's like screening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they get in there and they uh, they won't be able, you won't be able to see through mm-hmm. you know parts of that anymore. Yeah, and that's I think that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, I know, I know that's not permanent. Them things will fall off over time, but yeah. If they don't hinge, for sure. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, they're probably not going to. I don't expect them Still to. Still going to give you, eventually, though, it's going to accomplish the goal. Mm-hmm. Overall goal, I think. That'd be the thing to do. Open that canopy big. Yep. Yep. So, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? I can't think of anything. We've really started noticing some bucks growing good. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I got to show you some pictures. Mm-hmm. That I would, that's another thing I was going to tell you about that I, just remembered when mm-hmm. you said that someone that if I gave you three guesses you'd be able to guess them but we won't right now yep but yeah some dandies again yep uh not not someone who's been on here yeah it's somebody else yeah but he would be one of your top three guesses so yep anyways I haven't got I don't even have cameras out right now mm-hmm. I know you've got those uh mm-hmm. those cameras out right yep I need to move them uh to the spots where I really think my bucks are going to be, because I had them set up for turkeys. Yeah. Um, they're still on field edges, you know. Uh, but uh, but I want to get them set up to the spots where I really think the bucks are going to be using. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen out in Pennsylvania, our buddy Steve, he's posting pictures of some nice yeah. velvet bucks he's getting pictures of. And yep. then even Austin had sent me a few from his camera sets, like down in Kentucky and all that. So. Yep. Getting closer. We're one week closer. That's right. Um. Oh, what day is it? It's in July sometime. Um, no, we're we're already under 100 days till bow season. Probably we're already under. It yep. would have been it would have been around June 20th, roughly. Yeah, because August September. Correct. That's 61 days. Yep. And then mm-hmm. yeah, so we're we're under 100 days already. Getting close. Yep. Um, which also means we're less less time all to do all this stuff. That's right. My poor time management skills always, always get me. Yep. yep. That's right. 
All right. Well, we'll get out of here. Like I said, I got some stuff. I'm going to try to go look at the cabin and all that. But we'll uh, have another one out next week. Apologies for this one being late. Hopefully everybody enjoyed their Independence Day weekend. We will catch you guys on the next one.